Welcome to the Aquarian Mother Podcast, a podcast that supports you in your journey in motherhood. I am your host, Marie-André, a mother, meditator, and yogini, and I specialize in gently supporting mother both IRL and online. Hello, welcome back. Today on the podcast, I will be talking to you about postpartum, which is the logical continuation from where we parted last time, where I was talking to you about the birth of my son. Um, today, I'm not going to talk to you about my personal postpartum, which is still something I think I'm going to get into with you soon but I wanted to have a more general talk about postpartum so here we go so postpartum literally means after birth so post means after and partum means bearing or bringing forth or birthing in latin and the postpartum is a period of very significant transition and adjustment that occurs after the birth of a child. It's really a time when the new parents and the mother especially, but all parents' well-being, be it physical, emotional, psychological, is crucial. It's very important uh, because the new parents undergo a very complex and profound process of recovery and adaptation to their new role. And the postpartum also typically involves some physical challenge. Well, at least there are some changes um, in the body, uh, some changes with the hormones after birth. You might have to recover from some small injuries after birth, you might have to recover from a surgery, um, there might be some breastfeeding challenges, uh, it's also a time that can bring a lot of emotional challenges, uh, there is a lot of pressure with this new role, you are responsible for another human being, be it your first child or second or third. There are also, of course, a change in your family dynamic can bring changes and challenges in your relationship. So that's something that can bring a lot of emotions, that will bring a lot of emotions. And it is also a um, period where you will probably have to adjust socially, meaning of course you might have entered this a little bit during your pregnancy, but the difference in your social life might come about much more in your postpartum period than it was in your pregnancy. You will have to adjust to new routine, new responsibility, yeah. So overall, it is a time of profound change and there is a lot of adaptation to be done and it is crucial to approach it with empathy, with self-compassion, uh, with understanding for the complex, the whole complexity of the process, physically, emotionally, socially. 
there are um, different opinions, <laughs> let's say, to how long does the postpartum last. I think at a bare minimum, there is this idea of six weeks. Um, sometimes those six weeks are also referred as the first 40 days or also the golden month. And it's also uh, usually that period of time in Western society and in the Western medical system that you will have your, your postpartum checkup at the doctor, for instance. So it, it is quite uh, largely and commonly accepted that six weeks is the postpartum period. Then sometimes we talk about three months. So it is sometimes referred as the fourth trimester. And this uh, fourth trimester term was coined by Dr. R.V. Karp. And the idea behind this is to emphasize the importance of the postpartum period um, as crucial development for the newborn. So it's like a fourth trimester in your baby's development. And the idea is to make sure to provide an environment that mimics the security and the safety of the womb. There's an interesting thing about human babies is that they are kind of born prematurely. If you look at every other animals or mammals, um, their offsprings are much more developed when they are born and they therefore are much more independent. But this is something we might come back to a bit later in the episode. But that means... Um, okay, first, that's because humans have very big brains and very big head and uh, in order for them to get out they need to be born a bit earlier than their optimal development would ask for and we also in kundalini yoga acknowledge uh, the same thing in a bit maybe other terms but that it is very important to to offer your child the condition that are kind of similar to what they have in your womb that means warmth that means not too much light that means not too loud sound that means hearing your heartbeat being very close to you that's why um skin to skin and and caring your child in that time can be a very uh, useful and important thing to do. So yeah, that's the fourth trimester. Then uh, we sometimes encounter the idea of nine months. Nine months in, nine months out. It's an approach to postpartum care that acknowledge the fact that pregnancy and childbirth have significant impact on a woman's body and it can and will and it's okay uh, to take time for the body to fully recover and adjust to the incredible demands the pregnancy and the birth and the early motherhood brings to the body and now I'm not just talking about I don't know the looks you know it's 
also the hormones, it's also the muscle tone, it's also your vagina, and like, and also all, all these um, demands also on your mental health and on your emotional health. So yeah, uh, this nine months in, nine months out, it emphasized this idea that it will take time. Um, and also for me, when my son was nine months, it felt like a big milestone and it felt like a, something was shifting. Well, he's a bit, he's very mobile. He has been for, uh, for a long time, but he started walking when he was still nine months. So that's that. But um, even though it's, not necessary it's not the case for every every baby um, there is something very different about being the parent of a nine months old than to be the parent of a three months old for instance so um, there is a sense of coming back to yourself a little bit yeah oh and also here in Finland for instance the um, the parental leave under which we were allowed us nine months of um, support by the state after that either you go back to work and have your child in daycare or um, you find another solution but yeah the last thing is postpartum is forever i kind of like this uh, also because as I was saying, it takes time to recover and you might never quote unquote recover. You might not, and again, it's not the looks, right? But the postpartum is forever phrase points to the fact that the experience of giving birth will change you forever, for the rest of your life. I like it also, it kind of join nicely to the idea of matrescence, um, which we will also talk about in another episode, but yeah, postpartum is forever. Why is it important to prepare for and acknowledge postpartum? We live in a society where there seems to be a lot of pressure to quote-unquote bounce back after pregnancy and after childbirth. And this is a little worrying. Mm. I think that ignoring the need to recover in the postpartum period um, and also not receiving the help and the reverence for what you are doing, uh, it can have serious negative consequences on both physical and mental health for new parents and also on the relationship. Yeah, physically ignoring postpartum recovery can lead to complications such as infections, excessive bleeding, pain, uh, pelvic floor problems. Um, those physical issues can make it difficult for new parents to care for themselves 
and for their baby and this uh, will increase the stress and increase anxiety and it's a vicious circle so it might be better to start with allowing the recovery at first it might feel a bit frustrating we are not used to quote unquote do nothing also but i assure you it's not doing nothing <laughs> taking care of a newborn um but yeah it can be very frustrating and very scary to still yourself and still your world a little bit um but it's a it's a good bet to do i would say uh so you don't have to recover longer and possibly uh, have complication for the rest of your life which sounds very uh, dramatic but it can be it can be the case we need to think how the organs need uh, to come back in their place uh, your pelvic floor as i was saying needs to um, rebuild some strength and your muscles your like abdominal muscles also um, there's also when your placenta detach from your uterus in the birth so that's the last part of the birth process uh, when you birth your placenta the placenta can be big as a as a plate you know and this leaves a wound in your uterus and that's why uh, the lochia that bleeding that we have after birth um, is there even if you have a, a c-section uh, birth you will have the lochia so that's also a thing if you don't rest you might have increased bleeding it might not uh, heal as well as it uh, could have so those are all sorts of things uh, that are well acknowledged in the midwifery model of care but not always so much in the hospital uh, model of care. I see that there's a lot of pressure and here in Finland, outdoor living is so important and exercise is very important. Your digestive system also needs to rebuild itself or reset after the birth. And I also see that in the different models that for instance, in the hospital, the food is really not uh, postpartum supportive. Um, so that's that's interesting. Not allowing a proper postpartum recovery time and rest and stillness, it also can have a very strong negative effect on mental health. Um, there will be another episode on PMADs, but PMADs are postpartum, uh, moods and anxiety disorder. Yeah, let's just say that the best way to reduce the risk of those is to take time to honor the postpartum period. So that's that. <laughs> um, so honoring this time honoring this sacred period of early postpartum will help you physically, it will help you emotionally, 
it will help your baby feel calmer and less fussy it will help with your attachment with the baby it will also help your relationship if you are in a relationship um, because it is very taxing to have a newborn and oftentimes there might be bumps in the relationship so it is very important to build a support system to prepare uh, adequately and to seek professional help also when it's needed so i asked on the instagram uh, last week when i was preparing for this episode to share uh, people to share their best tips for postpartum so the three best best tips were rest 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 get help and know your team so i guess they are all very much linked but yeah so you want to know your team to know where to get help to be in a position to rest 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 um so know your team um there is something interesting called seven sisters model uh, you can look it up but um in any case you can uh beforehand know who's gonna help you to do what so you can and uh it's a very good idea to to prepare this so my uh, personal advice would also be to have at hand before you give birth all the numbers all the contacts for anyone you might need help from that is a lactation consultant that is a pelvic floor therapist that is an osteopath if this is something you do that is maybe a psychologist or uh, the nurse and your midwife of course or the hospital or your friend who are maybe living abroad but you know you can talk to so you can call them anytime you know you can um, it's a good idea to talk with them a little bit and tell them okay you're on my list of people i know i can call if there is anything i'm feeling lonely feeling good feeling proud of what's happening feeling whatever but it's a it's a very good idea to have those at end and prepared so know your team know uh, how much and what is your partner gonna do for you in order for you to be able to take care of your baby who's gonna come uh, who's gonna take care of all the things you usually do uh, who's gonna cook for you guys who's gonna uh, clean who's gonna do the laundry who's gonna go and walk the dog who's gonna take care of the siblings if you already have children so those are very important uh, questions to answer beforehand um, that's the get help part and of course it is sometimes awkward to ask for help and as i was saying earlier we live in a society where um the postpartum period is not revered as it should be and people have no clue <laughs> how to 
dealing with it, how to arrive at the home of new parents, um, it might be that you need to take on a little bit of an educating role when asking for help and it can feel really uncomfortable. Um, best tip for this is to have a friend of honor. I saw sometimes, uh, I saw it being called. So as you might have your bridesmaid, you can have a friend that is responsible to organize a little bit uh, the things for you. And uh, it might be way less awkward if they are the one asking and coordinating. So yeah, but have a team in place is, is really important. And then rest 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 i'm not gonna tell you sleep when the baby sleep because this <laughs> this is the most impossible to achieve advice uh for many but um you wanna have a cozy space okay you wanna make sure that everything is there easy to access you wanna uh, make sure that if people come and visit you which is also something you might not want at all or that you might crave for. Um, but make sure that it will be okay to say to them that you're tired now and they need to go. It's better to talk about this maybe beforehand. Um, also, they come visit, they do your dishes. You don't do your dishes for people coming to visit you and meet the baby. Um, you're not hosting them, make sure to rest. Also, there is this idea in Ayurveda, for instance, and also in traditional uh, Chinese medicine that 40 days of rest now in the postpartum period will lead to 40 years of health and vitality in your womanhood. So that's something uh, worth considering. Um, there is this uh, saying, oh. so after birth, you, spend, you should spend one week in the bed, one week on the bed and one week around the bed. So that's another thing, but it's very important to rest. And we might have been brought up in a certain way that we don't feel allowed to rest and we need to always be doing and be productive and it might feel really hard or very awkward to rest and I would say that might be a good challenge to take on and a good reason to try and challenge yourself to learn how to rest. I like what this author Heng Hu, coming from traditional Chinese medicine, is saying. She says that there would be five things for a mother to have an optimal first 40 days. Those are retreat, warmth, support, rest and ritual. So retreat is making your social and physical space smaller and I, I will talk about them a little bit more because I feel that in the Kundalini Yoga we have a quite similar 
ideas also so yeah retreat right warmth so not get cold in traditional chinese medicine but it's also kind of the same in ayurveda um it is uh believed or it is felt that after birth the mom is quite open and that's also why we would have the uh, closing of the bone ceremony right we are quite open you need to open to give birth so um, because we are all open there is this idea that we can catch wind and get cold quite easily um, wind can get in so uh, one wants to be consuming warm and nourishing food such as broth soups stews teas and avoiding cold food so i see a lot of moms saying oh my first food after uh, i gave birth was sushi because they did not want to eat sushi during pregnancy because it can be dangerous so they just like right away go to the sushi buffet um this might not be the best idea uh, maybe it's worth it to wait a little longer before eating any cold food and don't get exposed to cold cold temperatures right uh, even if if it's warm even if it's uh, summer outside and you might be sweating because you will be sweating in postpartum this is another topic it's very good to wear warm clothes um, yeah, warmth then support so we've talked about getting help that's when you need your village to come in and rest we also talked plenty about resting and then ritual so it's very important to honor the significance of this transition and honor everything you are experiencing and make it so that it is a very special time in life. For most of humanity, it was considered very normal to care for infants and children in community. It is uh, biological, as I said earlier, human babies are very, very, like they are kind of underdeveloped and that makes it, um, that leads to the fact that they are very, very dependent on adult humans for a very long time. Researchers now are acknowledging the fact that if we would not have lived in community, the human species would probably not have continued. So that is an interesting thing to remember because now in the Western culture, at least, the pressure is on a couple at best and on the mother alone in many, many cases. Uh, the pressure uh, of taking care of uh, an infant and this leads to increasing uh, physical and emotional difficulties and those have been normalized. I mean, it is meant to be a transition, a rite of passage, as my friend and my postpartum doula, Daniel Bensky, would say, um, but it isn't meant to be so hard. 
and also what I noticed is that here uh, in the West nowadays there is a great focus on prenatal support support or monitoring it depends <laughs> how you see this um, and often as soon as the baby is out or at least it's the experience of many many mothers is that you don't matter anymore so then this only the baby's health and the baby's safety and the baby's needs we try to meet but not the mothers uh, which is a bit crazy because uh, if the mother's needs are met the baby needs are going to be met by the mother. So it's very important to support the mother, but we lost it somewhere. We lost this idea somewhere. Another friend of mine uh, recently told that after she gave birth, uh, she gave birth in the hospital and she was rolled over uh, in a wheelchair to the postpartum ward by the postpartum midwife. Uh, she had her fresh newborn in her arms and she was left at the door and like rolled in the wheelchair, left at the door and ended a set of sheets and told your bed is the one at the back. So <laughs> what? Like what is this? This is insane. Anyway, and there's also so much emphasis on preparing for birth, but not so much on preparing for the postpartum. And the postpartum is way longer than the birth. It lasts way longer than the birth will last, even though birth might uh, seem like it's lasting forever. But it's, it is very important, but it has been like tossed aside. So yeah, but in non-westernized country, the so-called confinement period or those first 40 days where the the big retreat of the first 40 days it's often a tradition and women from the community the mother's mother or sisters or grandmother or mother-in-law etc will come uh, or the mom will go to her mother um, and be taken care of there and others will take care of the chores that the mom is usually uh, taking care of in the house so and this confinement period also respects the sensitivity of the newborn i was saying that they need to be in an atmosphere that resemble the womb the child is protected and supported in a sacred environment with his mother and with his intimate family in kundalini yoga for instance there is a specific reverence for the first 40 days uh, it's a time where you should stay home only with your close family uh, your child will stay in your aura that means the child will never be more than nine foot apart never in another room than you and you will not let also another person in your child's aura uh, no one will hold your child, you would not go out. When the child is in the womb, they share their physical functions with their mom and they share the subtle energies. Um, so we believe that the child and the mom share their aura and the separation of the aura will start when the navel cord 
separates from the mom's body. So it's either when the placenta separates from the uterus or when the cord is cut, if this is uh, before the placenta is born. So yeah, during the first three years of the child, their own aura gradually form. They start to have their own autonomous aura, but the connection with the mom during those years is very, very important. That's why in Kundalini Yoga, we recommend that the child remains within the mother's aura. That means nine feet of her physical body um, during the first 40 days. And so you don't leave your child alone in a room. Um, and if the mother needs to leave the child and the father on an, or another loving person will stay with the child, but this is best avoided. And it's not always possible to avoid. So as always, be gentle to yourself. Don't go into guilt. Uh, Self-compassion is probably the most effective tool of motherhood. So uh, yeah. And that's word for every everything I'm saying and everything you hear anywhere else. Please, please practice self-compassion in your parenting. I wanted to finish by suggesting uh, some books that I personally quite like about the postpartum. So the first one is by Heng Hu, um, The First 40 Days, The Essential Art of Nourishing the New Mother. So I um, cited a bit uh, the five elements, uh, retreat, warmth, rest, ritual, and what's, what's the fifth one? Support. Yeah, uh, that's from that book. So the first 40 days, the essential art of nourishing the new mother. And then there's the book, the fourth trimester, a postpartum guide to healing your body, balancing your emotions and restoring your vitality by Kimberly and Johnson. I also really appreciate the postnatal depletion cure, Dr. Oscar Seralak. There is also Nurture, a modern guide to pregnancy, birth, early motherhood and trusting yourself and your body by Erica Chidi. Those are English ones and there's also Le Mois d'Or, Bien Vivre Le Premier Mois Après L'Accouchement uh, de Céline Chadla et Marie-Maï Poulain. So if you're interested in uh, diving further into the subject, um, yeah. Okay, thanks for tuning in uh, as usual. I am very grateful for you listeners joining us. Okay, Satnam. You've been listening to the Aquarian Mother podcast. Thank you for being with us. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review. And don't forget to follow us so you don't miss out. See you next time.